Welcome to the Training Today Team podcast. Um, this is going to be a two-weekly uh, review on our training um, and how it's sort of gone each, each couple of weeks. Um, looking for sort of insights into what that means for somebody who's, who's training hard for an event, who's an athlete, you know, looking to, to compete well, but also to see how, you know, just living your life affects your training and how the ups and downs and the ins and outs, you know, affect things and how we cope with that. Um, and we've got you know a range of uh, athletes here, and um, not everybody's here today. But Aid's going to go through and just give us a little intro of our you know goals, main goals, and you know what sort of stage we're we're cur- currently at. Yeah, cool. Shall I start with you, Ian? Because uh, yeah, because you're 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 uh, you're you're definitely an athlete. So Ian's um, been doing triathlon for how many years now? Oh gosh, I don't know. I mean, I started cycling maybe in when I was forty, so six, seventeen years ago. Before that, I spent thirty years just sitting in front of a computer. Cool. So, yeah. so one of many sort of um, athletes who are who are competing at, at, at um, as 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 they get into their sort of middle age, I suppose. Um, um, that's very but, generous. That's very generous. What? Well, no, because I'm <laughs> slightly more well, than middle age. <laughs> well, I'm fairly convinced that we're all going to live yeah. till we're 120. So, you know, yeah. Definitely oh well, yeah. Well, that's yeah. Good. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah. So, Ian's a, um, has been an Ironman athlete and is aiming to do Ironman again uh, next year. Yeah. Um, and uh, follows a structured plan um, and uh, you know has has lots of things that feed into that in terms of. Uh, everyday life and, and busyness around the around the business so um but but a very sort of a good model of a of an age group athlete competing in triathlon in in the uk um we've also with us today we've got um izzy davies and izzy is a very talented young uh, female triathlete um who has been training with us for about three years now is he i think yeah yeah, I think I joined like just pre- before COVID was a thing, just about. <laughs> so, um, so Izzy's been uh, uh, on a very uh, steep path of improvement, basically, um, which has culminated fairly recently in some age group uh, medals at European Championship level, um, and uh, and a sort of um, had a go at pretty much all all distances now. Um, haven't quite got gone up as far as the longest distance but um but the medal that she just won was in the middle distance triathlon at the european championships um she also holds down a full-time job um and a very busy full-time job so um you know that that has it uh, plays into the difficulties of training as a as a top level age group athlete as well and um, we've got becky goodwin um and uh becky has been racing as an age group athlete for several years um, and is right at the top of her game. So Becky is a current world sprint champion, current European uh, sprint champion, I think still, or maybe or was last year, um, regularly finishes top of the age group pile in, in triathlon races of all distances, um, including uh, Challenge Roth. So so Becky, Be- uh, Becky breaks the mold in some ways in that she competes very successfully at lots of different distances um, which is interesting from a training perspective uh, and we've also got Fran who's one of our coaches um, and Fran's been uh, racing and training triathlon for many years um, and also is a very sort of a successful uh, background lots of age group wins lots of championship medals um, of all different colors and at all different distances um, I should probably also add that Becky and Fran are both level three British triathlon coaches um, as well. So, so have some coaching insight as well as the athlete insight. 
Perfect. So, shall I start off with my sort of update? Was there anything specific, Abe, that you wanted to, to walk us through for each each two weeks of update? Well, I mean, I've got some notes. The, the last couple of weeks have been quite interesting in the sense that these guys have been racing, um, and, yeah. and uh, but also having to battle with a few um, tricky elements. Um, so Izzy particularly... Um, had to had to get through a, a bout of COVID um, just before going to the Europeans, um, so we could start with that, I guess. So, uh, Izzy, how did you find that going into the race? Yeah, so um, I think I had just about a week's worth of uh, negative testing going into Bilbao. The previous week and a bit, I was testing positive for COVID for. I think the te- on the tenth day I tested negative, so it wasn't a quick, over and done with situation, um, and it did knock me back quite a bit. I just felt really, really tired, um, and I just didn't want to do anything. Like even if I had the energy for it, I just really didn't feel like training at all, um, and I was really conscious of like. Uh, developing long COVID from like pushing myself too much or anything like that. So I was just like regularly in touch with Fran, like just giving her updates on how I was feeling and things. But um, when I was testing negative, um, I started going back to some easier training um, just to kind of like remind my body of what I'm going to be doing at the middle distance European Championships in Bilbao. Um, but during, when I was testing positive for COVID, my like my training today score was kind of all over the place but when i was testing negative it did uh, gradually increase so and i think um just before i was um racing in bilbao it got up to the nine point i think it was about 9.2 by the time i was actually racing so at least i knew i'd made a proper recovery um so yeah, I mean, I think it probably affected me more mentally than it did physically because I felt like I wasn't really ready. I hadn't had the best build-up to it, but my body knew what it was doing. And, yeah, on the day it was okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, um, it. yeah, it was, yeah. It was just, it, I mean, it was good timing in a way because it was just in between two races, so I didn't actually miss out on racing because of it. But in terms of, like, preparation, it's never going to be at a good time just before a race so unless it's like right in the off season that you get COVID it's uh it's never convenient <laughs> yeah and how did the and how about the recovery after the race have you have you is that has that been okay or I mean or did you it, that that all went as per usual did it as per normal in terms of the recovery yeah um well after after COVID and when I started training again my muscles were really really sore um yeah unusually so it took me a while to get over even like an easy training session um but after the race actually my muscles seemed to bounce back pretty easily like i didn't quite have the fatigue that i would normally have in a in a race so that was a bit unusual um i would probably put that down to not going 100 percent full gas on the bike because it was really wet and people were coming yeah. off left, right, and center. So um, I think where I would normally maybe bike a little bit harder, it didn't affect my recovery quite as much. Um, so that was that was nice. But yeah, um, it didn't. It did still mean that I ran just as hard as I normally would. 
and I yeah. went from a 9.2 to a, a zero um, the day after the race. And I think I put it on my Instagram stories, this like dramatic drop off a cliff for my <laughs> training yeah. readiness. Um, so, yeah, my body was still obviously recovering post-race. Yeah. Yeah. So it's quite interesting that it bit that that the um, obviously the, the 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 slight unknown of knowing whether you were quite recovered enough to race, I imagine, also impacted as you, as I think you alluded to the, the the idea that you could actually just get in there and give it full gas all the way through because I guess you weren't one hundred percent sure whether that was actually going to work. Yeah, and also like I I wasn't one hundred percent sure how my body would respond to like the intensity yeah. of like race pace as it normally is um so i think holding a little bit back and then kind of like letting it all go on the run kind of helped <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 interesting very yeah. interesting and becky you've been racing all over the shop so you've had to recover from one race and then and then dip straight into another one um this week how's that gone yeah um, <laughs> physically <laughs> tiring, <laughs> um, but yeah, I suppose uh, yeah, it wasn't a very good uh, lineup is the word um, up to the first race, uh, which was the middle distance two weekends ago. Um, but the I suppose the reassurance, like you know, you use the the daily check-in score, and you know it it, it obviously does match up to how you're feeling. And if you are under the weather slash for females that time of the month, it definitely shoots down. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it does uh, you know reassure you that it, it, it's matching up with how you feel. Um, but then also, I suppose with the same with like the COVID um, with Izzy, you kind of then take matters into your own hands and you're like, right, well, I need to back off training or I just need to rest um, and then hope for the best and. Yeah, the number luckily built back up again into the the middle distance race, um, and yeah, as as per usual, uh, the days after I'm in peak performance after yeah. the race, unlike Izzy's, <laughs> which shoots down, and then my takes a couple of days to to go back down. So after the marathon yesterday, I am ten out of ten today. So it's very interesting that, isn't it? And Fran, mm. you've noticed this as well, haven't you? in terms of the, the reaction of, of um, heart rate variability post-race? Yeah, mine does exactly the same. Um, I'm, I'm rarely 10 out of 10 when it comes to racing. Um, I'm usually up there if, if I'm fully fit. Uh, but the next day, yeah, I'm, you know, 10 out of 10. And then, then I just dive after that. Um, and I, I wonder if there's an element of anxiety, lack of sleep mm. that goes into, you know, the build-up of racing, um, and that that has an impact on your on your score. And then post-race, it's a kind of a bit of a lag. Um, it still does that, you know, gets up to there eventually, and then drops as you would mm. expect from, um, you know, what your body's been through. But it just just does seem to be a little bit of a lag. It's it's interesting. I think there's a couple of potential explanations for that. So the. the one of them is um, is what you basically alluded to, which is that prior to the race, the impact of um, you know the stress and anxiety potentially of, of the actual competition could have a negative, um, or not a negative effect, but it could be that the that the overwhelming um, impact on your recovery systems post race is the ability to just relax and enjoy the fact that you've done the event. Um, I think that's a possibility. The, the other is that you guys are so well trained now that your that your body may well be trained into going into recovery mode. 
So it, you, you know, it may well be that that high high score post race comes from the fact that your body simply knows that that's what it's got to do. It's got to go into recovery mode, and essentially that's what it's reflecting. It's reflecting your body being in um, recovery mode. Um, and it, yeah, because that point, I think you've is interesting. Is it? it's like is it is, is the, the the HRV data showing you that you've recovered or that you're recovering? Well, yeah, I think that's so, really good. So the, yeah. the so the, the the actual raw individual um, HRV number that your that your watch or your heart um, you know uh, heart rate strap or whatever it is you're reading it with that actually raw that raw number is what it's telling you is about the activity on your um, parasympathetic side of your nervous nervous system. In other words, it's telling you is your body in recovery mode at that point. That's what it tells you. Now, obviously, with with the um, app, what we're doing is we're measuring that average over a twenty four hour or forty eight hour period, depending on where you've got your settings. Um, so, you know that that. So, what it's really telling you is how good has your recovery been for the last twenty four hours. Now, if you if you race in the morning on a Sunday and you're trained enough that your body goes into re- into recovery mode straight away after the race. Um, then it could well give you a high score the next day, but eventually that stress and strain on your body will probably catch up with you, and and um, and it'll uh, struggle a bit more to get into that recovery mode. Um, so that may be what's happening. There is one other explanation, which is what's something called hyper recovery, which is where essentially your body reacts to um, a, a stress of some description and simply goes, "I have to go into recovery. I have. To, I just need to switch into recovery now." Um, and you you can get that from you can get that from overtraining, um, but I don't think that is what we're seeing here. I think this is more likely to be a a sort of um, personalised effect based on possibly on the experience of these guys as athletes. But it's an interesting one to monitor. I think we should keep an eye on mm-hmm. it as we go along. So I'm not meant to do a race today then. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, as we, definitely not. And as we always say, you know. Data is great and can be very informative, but the bottom line is the best computer you've got is the one between your ears. Um, and listening to what the one between your ears is telling you is always overrides everything else. Um, That's good because I can't walk downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, because we didn't actually get on to the fact that our post race last week, Becky, um, as well as taking on a very long uh, travel with us, actually, um, which was about a 24 hour trip home from um, northern Italy um, four days later was four five days later was lining up for uh, the marathon in London so um, yeah <laughs> so no wonder your legs are sore basically I think it's, it's a fair uh, yeah. a fair situation um, yeah yeah definitely whilst the watch was saying 9.2 or, or, or whatever score it was it was in the nines yeah, yeah. Uh, the hamstrings definitely argued differently <laughs> Yeah, and that and uh, yeah, that mountain you climbed up last week had probably had something to do with that, I would think. Um, yeah. And sit, and then sitting in the car for twenty four hours afterwards, not the ideal preparation. That's pro athletes don't have to do that. You realise that, don't you? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> funded. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Is it? That's actually a really interesting point as well, isn't it? Is this thing about you? You know, you you put yourself out there in a race, and then you come back and you have a normal working week. And you're straight into that normal working week. So that opportunity for post-race relaxation um, and recovery is is much much harder, much harder. 
Yeah, I mean, I I, I notice my because my work pattern varies dramatically, and my sort of life pattern. Just you know, I mean, currently I'm I'm uh, driving my daughter to college every morning, <laughs> which uh, was unexpected, and that's sort of a you know that gives me like one and a half to three hours a day of just driving, and that's the not only is it cut down my sleep, it's cut down. You know, I think it's just. It just didn't feel healthy sitting in the car, does it, that amount of time every day. And so, whereas before, I've had a pretty good stretch, I think, of training, haven't I? Since that sort of back injury in COVID, it's actually my my uh, HIV um, long-term score has actually gone up to about, I don't know if I've mentioned this to you, Ed, but it's up to 50-odd, which is actually higher than it's been. You're back in January, I was down in the sort of thir- top 30s. Yeah. So it's gradually increased really well, but now I think, um, um, and I think that's because I was having a really nice bit where I was um, I didn't have a lot of uh, other sort of work stresses. I wasn't driving my daughter to college every day, <laughs> and um, uh, but now I've got a few more things come in, and suddenly it's sort of starting to level off a little bit because it's just a little bit harder to get that sort of you know the 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 full amount of sleep and the, you know less stress. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean that's that that's really important, and the the, the um, you know that that average baseline score is is giving you a pretty good window of you know that how how well conditioned you are, and um, and you know all those factors that you've just mentioned will 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 um, play into that in terms of that yeah. that that long term score. Yeah. Um, so yeah, in, very interesting. How's um how's your post race recovery going, Fran? Um, well, it took it took a lot longer actually this time because going into the last race, um, you know, I, I wasn't that well. Um, typical September, kids go back to school and bring everything home and share as they like to do. Um, so I was, you know, battling going into San Marino, trying to recover and get over a bug. Um, and actually, it was not too bad going into race, but I was one point one, I think. Up until that, I was full red. Take a rest. Um, and then with the travel and then coming straight back into, you know, normal routine of work, evenings, early mornings, it's taken, I would say, a good six to seven days for my training today score to recover, where normally it pings up quite quickly. And are you feeling that in your legs as well? Oh, God, absolutely. I mean, you know, my, my legs um, have taken much longer to recover. And, and even now, they're still still feeling pretty tired. So what have we got next, guys? What's uh, what's what's up and coming in terms of what are we recovering for at the moment? <laughs> oh well, I might be going to Utah if I recover. <laughs> <laughs> if you recover, yeah, yeah. Is it you're off to Utah as well? Yeah. So two weeks left of training here, and then one week pre-race, and in Utah. Great. So yeah. Yeah. And that will be an interesting thing to discuss as well is how the, the you know getting out there a bit early having a week before the race um how that helps with your preparation for the race and yeah. uh, the, the the Utah race is is the 73 70.3 world championships um which is, I believe is at the end of October isn't it the last weekend of October um so uh yeah so um so it, it, and is that the last triathlon of the season for you guys it is for me, yeah. I don't know, Becky's always got a schedule. 
<laughs> at the moment it's the last one I'm signed up to <laughs> yeah, 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 brilliant yeah. but you never nice know never <laughs> <laughs> cool. yeah and, um, and Fran's racing in Paguera in a couple of weeks as well um, yeah. and so uh, yeah and uh, we'll, so it'll be interesting to see how the prep goes for those and uh, have a chat about that post post race as well Cool. Yeah, good stuff. So, th thanks everyone for that update. I think it's really interesting just to find out where you know where we all are and what's going on, and how uh, how the app's helping if it is at all, and you know this little just getting a better understanding of of HRV and you know how to interpret it because it's it's clearly a, a really interesting metric. It's just and but there's clearly also lots of um, nuances to understand as we as we you know talk about it more deeply. Anything else anybody else has got to add? Brilliant. Okay, so should we um, convene again in the next couple of weeks? See how you're. Is that after Utah? When's, when's Utah? Utah, it'll be the week before Utah, I think. Or, yeah, a couple of weeks. A couple of weeks will still be a couple of weeks before Utah, won't it? It's four weeks, yeah. I think. Yeah. So that'd okay. be perfect. Yeah. So that'd be interesting to see where you are at that point, and then we can maybe do it again after the after the Utah. Then Becky, we can just carry on with you all year, presumably. You just keep entering new events. Is that what? I assume I'm getting the impression you just keep entering. I'm the complete opposite. I just don't enter any. <laughs> I plan for something years in advance, and that <laughs> make it a big deal. It, well, it um, is I, until I get injured, and then I have to yes. stop. Yes. Yeah. That's not going to happen. That's not gonna happen. <laughs> is that the plan? You well, never know when I'm next going to fall over. That I think that is the mystery. <laughs> 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 and that's the secret to success. Just keep going until you're injured. Thanks very much, everyone. Cool. Have a good uh, rest of the day. And we'll catch up in a couple of weeks or so. Yeah. Yes, thank you.